So all I can say is this, for a while at least the Amazon sucked me out of my cocoon and my life has been the better for it. To anyone seriously considering a flying leap into the void, I say, go. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. You can't quite feel true happiness until you experience a bit of struggle and pain, you know? Well, you know that better than anyone. Hey, Roamers, just a reminder that our next episode will be coming out soon, so you have a few more days to finish Desert Solitaire. This is a special bonus episode for the book Running the Amazon. Christine interviewed an expert on whitewater rafting and kayaking, someone she knows very well, her brother, Seth Peterson. I have the book here. Oh, I have read that book that you, or the Amazon book, but it was years ago. Okay, well, you don't need to remember any of it. Basically, I just wanted to talk to you about rafting and kayaking and why you, like, number one, what got you into kayaking in the first place? And why do you like it? Kayaking, just kayaking or rafting and kayaking? Like, Okay, right. well, that's another piece. What's the difference, really? Oh, well, a raft can carry many people. You know, when I work commercially, you take at least two clients down the river, two customers. But the, the minimum number is two. And the maximum number I've ever taken, I think, is 14. Wow, uh, in one boat. In one boat. Uh, the smallest is like a 12-foot raft. And then the biggest one that I've been guiding is 16 feet. And and is the technique different in terms of like paddling and all that? For the for the clients, it stays the same, but uh, just sit there. (laughs) Yeah, sit there and paddle when I tell you to. Yeah, Um, and stop paddling when I tell you to, because the water is wet. You know. (laughs) And uh, anyways, uh, but guiding, uh, you know, a sixteen foot boat with fourteen people in it is heavy, so you have to know how to read water. Oh, okay. What do you mean by read water? So a client that comes rafting who has never really been on a river that's moving fast in a rapid or something, especially, they just, all they really see are waves and things crashing. But when you get used to being on the river, you can see how water is moving and how it will react and push your boat and what things will pull you in, what will hold you. There are certain things called holes that if a raft doesn't have enough momentum, for instance, it will get stopped in this giant wave and then not make it through the wave and go like this and serve and flip. Wow. At the same time, like kayaking, uh, I've been kayaking and been stuck in one of those holes before. It's certain holes that can actually drown you. You'll be just held underwater and not moving. You'll be kind of cartwheeling over and over, but that's, that's pretty rare, but it can happen for sure. Wow. So what do you, what do you like more kayaking or rafting? It's, it's hard to say because, you know, sometimes I go rafting with uh, just one friend in the raft. It's called R2-ing, you know, two rafters, R2. And uh, we're side by side in the raft and kind of just talking with each other. We're both, you know, my friends are all river guides. We're both just talking to each other about what to do in rapids. And I've been down some pretty intense stuff. And that's really fun. I've been down some waterfalls and some other things. And, you know, taking a group of clients down the river is really fun, too, you know, because they love it. It's like one of the best things that they've ever done in their life a lot of times, you know. And you're helping them do that. Yeah. I mean, you take people down the river and 
I don't know how many times I've heard people say, you should just keep doing this until you die. I hate my job. You have no <laughs> idea how many city, we call them city people. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's Sorry, everyone. But, <laughs> but that's uh, okay. But right. uh, anyways, uh, I love kayaking because you're, you know, it's a solo thing. You don't really go on the river by yourself. I've only done that on rivers I know very well. So you always have a buddy. Yeah, you should always. Uh, with kayaking, you know, that reading water thing really comes much more into play because uh, you're trying to get to places in rapids and when you can read water well and you have experience with that, you can make yourself get there. And a lot of people think whitewater kayaking, you know, if you're this big, strong guy, you're going to be really good at it. Some of the best kayakers in the world are small and uh, ladies, you know, who are not, <laughs> like, not some big, strong, super muscly bro, you know? Yeah. So uh, what makes a good kayaker? Being read able it. to read water really well and know how to react to things. I mean, strength yeah. does help, but it's just, that's just a big mix, misconception, misconception about the river, I feel like. You know, I don't know how many super beefy dudes I've gone kayaking with who think they're the boss because they don't know how to read water very well. And it just, right. just get dominated. But that's the thing I love about it because kayaking is so much fun because it feels like you're a little, like a fighter jet almost compared to the aircraft carrier, which is the raft. You know? Right. You can be in a rapid and stop mid-rapid and eddy behind a boulder. Do you know what an eddy is? No. Say there's a bunch of current going down the river and there's a rock here and the current's kind of hitting the rock and it peels around it like this on either uh -huh. side. And then the current behind that rock downstream actually comes back up towards the rock. So okay. if you're in a kayak, you can go around it and then stop. And you'd be in a very fast rapid or something and just stationary essentially behind a big boulder and the water two feet to your left and right is moving really fast. You do that on purpose to take a rest or? Yeah, and look at the rapid down below you to see where you want to go next. So by reading the water, you can kind of predict what's coming. Oh yeah, for sure. And how to get there. That's uh, so cool. It's like a whole, almost like a language or like communicating with nature in a way. Oh, it, it really, really is. That's one of the, that's the thing I love the most about whitewater. Everything is reading water and being one with the river. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do talk about this in that in this book, like feeling like, you, you know, you're listening to the river, hearing the river. Yeah. Um, the Apuramac, the upper part of the Amazon. Yeah. I guess that means great speaker in the indigenous yeah. language. I, I mean, it, it does sound beautiful. And Washington State, you know, where we're from, is known around the world as kind of as being a whitewater mecca. Because in a lot of areas of the world, there's a rainy season or like a river season where the rivers are really great for a little while, a month or two, three months, maybe four months. And then it just kind of dies. But in Washington, it's really good in the spring and early in the summer, early summer when the snow melt and the big mountain starts coming down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, water goes down and then you get the falls, like very early falls, fairly low. But then it starts raining a ton in Washington on the mountains. And my friends and I are all the weird Seattleite area people that are just praying for rain because that means the river season is going to come back. And uh, then we just jump on the river again. It's so that that also kind of comes up in this book, too, where rivers are by nature, they're they're not 
fixed, right? They're constantly yeah. moving and constantly changing. And so if you hit a river at a certain time, maybe there's like a huge rainstorm, it can wipe you out. There's like yeah. all these factors that change the experience. Yeah, this is kind of a, on the serious note, we won't talk about this too much, but one of my friends went down a river in Ecuador and it was, a, it was called a first ascent. They believe it was the first time anybody's ever tried to kayak this section of the river. And these are all amazing kayakers. And uh, there were five of them and two of them died because of a flash flood upstream. It wasn't raining on them. Wow. It's a crazy story, but that's the thing about rivers is they can change so rapidly. But that's obviously a very rare, rare thing. But uh, anyways, the beautiful thing about rivers, though, is it does change quite a bit. Like in Washington on the commercial rivers I take families down, uh, they still change because in the flood season, boulders come down from the mountains and get pushed around. Rapids do change quite a bit. It's pretty cool to see that. Right. And when, okay, I feel like I should know this because I'm your older sister, but when did you learn how to do this? Like, where did this interest come from and where did you learn how to do this? I used to build trails, you know, in Washington with the Washington Conservation Corps and the wilderness areas and things. And one of the guys I worked with used to be really into canoeing rivers and stuff. And uh, he said, I'm going to take a guide training because he wanted to get a job as a whitewater rafting guide. And uh, he said, do you want to do it? And I had never been rafting before. And uh, I was like, oh, uh, sure. And I joined, I signed up for the guide training. And um, first day of rafting was a literally... For me, my first day of rafting was the first day of guide training to, <laughs> to, to become a guide. Yeah. And it's a six week training on the weekends. And that was my first day. I was like, this is pretty nice. And uh, it was in March and there was snow on the ground and I was wearing a wetsuit freezing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you didn't even know that you liked it before you started training to be a guide. No, my friend said, I think you'll really like it. And I already loved outdoors. I was building trails in the mountains and camping all the time, you know. Anyways, I was like, yeah, sounds great. But I, I literally had no idea if I would like it. I just hopped in the raft and uh, we went. So. And after the first time, were you like hooked? I, I think I was. And especially just the people that, I, that surrounded me were amazing so nice and so much fun like the thing i hate to do the most in life is just stare at a computer and not really do much or a tv or be a you know i call it a blue face zombie so they were on the river for six months straight what's the longest you've done i know you did the grand canyon yeah it was a month it was amazing i mean so i paddle guide in my raft i use a paddle to you know, navigate the boat with and steer with my customers. In this instance, I was rowing a raft with, you know, two other people in it who sometimes are paddling and a lot of heavy gear. Mm. And uh, that's really good for rowing, but I wasn't very experienced with rowing. I already had six or seven years of river guiding experience. So I knew how to read water, but I just didn't know how to row very well. So I learned that on the canyon. But uh, the canyon was amazing because we went in uh, January or February, and the the days are pretty short then, um, but there are so few people out there. We only saw two other groups the entire month. Wow. Uh, also, another thing that I thought was pretty funny, uh, those natives back in the day, 
they drew little stick figure men. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're definitely men because in between their legs is a penis. I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, is that really what I think it is? And they're like, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so there was me like hundreds of years ago in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. So you saw all that and you were able, you never like left the canyon. You, you camped out next to the river? Yeah, we camped next to the river and uh, in amazingly gorgeous places. The people on the trip that weren't very familiar with the river at all were three or four of them were really, really good rock climbers. And, and the canyon has amazing climbing all over the place. And at one point, they took us down a slot canyon, like a small canyon that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we hiked up, you know, kind of halfway up the canyon, uh, slot canyon. And then uh, they set up a bunch of ropes and we, we repelled and climbed down and did three repels and climbed a bit. And yeah, that was the amazing thing about going with good climbers. It's like they didn't know much about the river, but they knew a lot about the rocks, you know. <laughs> so that was really cool. Yeah, you kind of need, well, I, I don't know what you need, but I guess it's good to have whenever you're doing something with a group of people, a mix of skills and knowledge. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Did you guys, okay, was there a leader of this group? And maybe this happens yeah. in your, in rafting too, but like in the book, there was a leader oh. and they ended up booting him kind of from the leadership position and then he quit. Yeah, so pretty on all the trips, essentially you have a. It's, they're called uh, TLs, trip leaders, and they are kind of the leader of the trip. And but we doled out, you know, responsibilities throughout the whole trip. But my friend Peter was the one who organized pretty much everything, and he had the most experience on that river because he worked on it commercially. He took people down it for five or six years in the spring and summer, so he he knew it like the back of his hand almost. Have you, would you ever want to um, raft or kayak rivers outside of the United States? Have you done that? No, I haven't done it. And uh, that's, that's one thing many of my friends have done. I've had many friends work in um, Ecuador and uh, Costa Rica. And uh, one of my friends, he went to uh, New Zealand, guided there for a while, which is amazing, he said. And, yeah, uh, all beautiful places. Yeah, and that's that's another amazing thing about having this job and knowing how to read water is you can really work in most places around the world. My interview wasn't like a sit-down interview. It was me taking the river, the owner of the company down the river or the manager. And he wouldn't tell me much at all. Say, next rapid, we've got to kind of make this move. Wouldn't really say much and then just watch how I did it. Yeah. Wow. What a a, test. It's a fun interview. Yeah. And on the White Salmon River down in Southern Washington, I had already guided there in 2013. And I came back in 2017, I think, and uh, went to this company. And he knew I had been there before, but years ago. So I just took him down the river. It really didn't say much at all. And then uh, got to the bottom and it was like, so do you want to work tomorrow? (laughs) I did well. That's cool. What's the closest call you've had to getting hurt or like drowning or someone that was on your raft, maybe? Kayaking. I went upside down one time, you know, which happens all the time in kayaking, which is usually not a big deal at all because you 
if you know how to roll, you can roll yourself back upright and not come out of your boat at all because you have a spray skirt over your cockpit. So you can roll upright if you make a mistake and you're like, yeah, you can keep paddling. But uh, I went upside down and hit my head really hard on a rock underwater and I broke some bones in my head and my face and my skull. I have a, you can't really see it, but I have a scar right here. I had 15 stitches right here. In this instance, I tried to roll, failed, tried to roll, failed, tried to roll, failed like five or six times. And then I finally came up and uh, I didn't know I was bleeding so badly. And uh, my friend said, oh, you need to pull over real quick. So I caught an Eddie, you know, I stopped. He thankfully was working as a paramedic. That's his job. And he started asking me some like questions. Uh, so what's your name? Uh, Seth Peterson. He's like, so when were you born? Like uh, 1989. Like, Where do you work? And he was, that's kind of like the classic head injury test to give someone after they have a concussion or mm. something. And, uh, but I answered all the questions correctly. And anyway, we paddled the rest of the river and got off. And then I drank some whiskey, some happy juice, get myself nice and strong, you know? And uh, they went to the hospital at three in the morning with a pretty good wound on my face. And they did not believe I went kayaking because <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> drunk, maybe a little drunk, a little, a little tipsy. They but, thought you got in a bar fight or something. Yeah, I thought I got in a bar fight. It was like, trust me, I was whitewater kayaking. <laughs> <laughs> and another time I almost died on the river we were going down a river we had never seen before when the river bends around a sharp corner or something in the river if you don't know the river it's especially good to stay, stick to the inside of the water the inside of the bend because the water is moving much slower there and you have more time to react to hazards ahead of you if you stay on the outside of the bend like out here where the water is moving really fast you don't have as much time the river was flooding and there was a big you know storm and everything a big old growth cedar had fallen all the way across the entire river and there was a bunch of logs on it and fast current hitting this tree hard and uh anyways the raft went into it starts going gets pressed up against the root ball and uh, it starts getting sucked underneath this and i jumped up and grabbed one log and it came loose and then and then I grabbed another one and that one came loose and then I started getting sucked underneath it you know which I most likely would have drowned I might have lived though but I'm totally not sure as I'm just about to uh kind of get pulled down and may or may not die my friend Kira grabbed my PFD and she grabbed it she had made her, her way up and she stopped me from getting sucked in and she helped me get up and pull me up and uh, the raft was stuck there for a week underwater. Oh my gosh. So you had to completely abandon the raft. Yeah, we came back and pulled it out. So, so But everyone made it out okay. Yeah, it was just three of us and that was a big mistake we made as well. Almost always you have a safety boater. You never really should go on a one boat float and this is just one raft on a mm. class four. The class system was one through five, five being really intense. Anyways, this was class four going pretty good and uh, went into this and we didn't have a safety kayaker. A safety kayaker is someone that boats with you and the kayaker is much more agile in the river, can stop and help you if you need it. And uh, we didn't, we were just being right. idiots. Yeah, that happened all the time in this book. This one kayaker who was super, super good. He like 
saved all their lives several times over. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I work as a safety kayaker. Being a safety kayaker is really fun and they are just incredibly helpful. And on certain rivers, you have the safety kayaker and a safety raft, one guy in a big oar frame grabbing people. There's a good video of me on YouTube of a raft getting stuck in a hole and surfing. And there was one customer left in it and he's, he was there for about five minutes and I came down and uh, just stuck in this big wave and the guide is gone, everyone's gone. And I jump out mid rapid into the other raft and then get the raft to come out of the wave. Whoa, so everyone else had fallen out. Yeah, everyone, including the guide. And this one poor person, he, I mean, what was he doing? Was he freaking out? No, he was in a pretty good mood. I remember, I couldn't believe I made this jump. It's moving pretty fast in this rapid, and it's a bit of a, some tricky moves you have to make to get there. Anyways, the plan was for my friend Alex, not me, because I was guiding. He was in the front in the bow. The plan was for Alex uh, to jump out and get this customer out of this hole, this big wave. He didn't jump. And last, you know, millisecond, I jumped. And uh, features like, like that wave or rocks, features in rapids earn names. They're not just given names, they earn them. And uh, this hole, this wave, comes in at certain water levels. But anyways, uh, that one earned the name Stolen Thunder. Because I stole Alex's thunder. It was supposed to be him doing that. So now everyone calls it Stolen Thunder? I'm sure the name is dying now, but I did hear that from some guide I had never met before. That is so cool. For instance, when you're going down this rapid on the Skycomish River, it's called Boulder Drop. This rapid's amazing, and the names of these features, like um, there's a fence called the Picket Fence, which are essentially just a bunch of boulders in the center of the rapid, and they all have names for things that happen. Chris's Crack, someone named Chris had a very bad time in it, and uh, <laughs> Paul's Needle was like a guy named Paul had an awful time in it. There's there's Big House and Little House. Big House is a really big boulder, and so is Little House, but a lot of people flip on big house and that's a beautiful thing about rivers as well is you know just give them some random name they have to earn it that is very cool i didn't realize that all the different features have names for like events and people that kind of happened there and i'm going to be guiding uh about in two weeks really so you are going back to guiding you're going to be working yeah, yeah. I've already talked to uh, two of the companies I used to work for, and they said, you are welcome back anytime you want. That's cool. Are you excited? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's really exciting. So it's so crazy. In this book, the, the author of the book, maybe you remember this, he had never been rafting or kayaking before, really. And he learned how to do both while he was on the river it's almost it's kind of like you like you learned how to raft as you were learning how to guide yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that's another thing about i tried to tell my i always would tell my customers like rafting is not you know you're not just using your arms to paddle of course you are using your arms but paddling is really really a core exercise there's been multiple times where you're teaching your customers how to paddle and uh, they'll have the paddle blade that goes into the water in their hand. 
and the T-grip, the top of the paddle that your hand's supposed to go on, in the water paddling like this. <laughs> Wait, like completely <laughs> upside down? Uh, yeah, the paddle's completely upside down. And we take people from all around the world, you know, which is great. One time I was taking this group down, I can't remember where they're from, but this lady was paddling and she was good at paddling and then she got splashed by a big wave from the beginning of the trip in cold water you know she's like oh, this water is very very wet <laughs> yes it is <laughs> you know you're rafting right but there's so many good little jokes like that well it does sound like a lot of fun i mean this this book sounded crazy fun would you ever want to do the trip in this book of starting at the source of the Amazon and going to the sea. Oh yeah, of course. Six months, not a problem. Yeah. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. Well, maybe you should at the very end. He says the question I'm asked is, would you do it again? Let me be absolutely clear about this. I think so. Maybe who knows? (laughs) Without a doubt, running the Amazon was the looniest thing I've ever done. That I survived was a matter of luck as much as anything else. I felt relieved when we finished and was happy to get home. I own a house and a car. I like books, movies, good food, cold beer. In short, I enjoy the distractions of modern life and I'm thankful to be in a culture that readily provides them. But the Amazon taught me something about the true cost of such comfort. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's insulation. Direct experience is our best teacher, but it is exactly what we are most bent on obliterating because it is so often painful. We grow more comfortable at the price of knowing the world and therefore ourselves. So all I can say is this, for a while at least, the Amazon sucked me out of my cocoon and my life has been the better for it. To anyone seriously considering a flying leap into the void, I say, go. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. You can't quite feel true happiness until you experience a bit of struggle and pain, you know? Well, you know that better than anyone. Do you want to say anything about that? Uh, I was just recently in a very bad motorcycle accident of no fault of my own. Anyways, um, yeah, I just woke up in the hospital one day. My accident happened. My memory goes away two weeks before my accident comes back starts coming back two months after i was in the hospital didn't really even know my own name i apparently didn't know your name christine my sister anyways i broke everything shattered my pelvis broke my neck back both my arms my handlebar and my motorcycle stabbed through me my carotid artery was severed i met the the paramedic who responded and and he couldn't believe i lived and he was like i'm looking at you now and it's pretty tough to imagine where you were a year ago because i met him a year after my accident and he just couldn't believe it so i'm it's people like that that saved me and it's great and that's uh anyways didn't couldn't walk for five months and never thought i'd be able to river guide again i had a stroke as well so i have a vision gap now but i'm getting faster and reading every day i've read five or six books it's been great and you were there you're gonna make me cry i know me too i'm gonna try not to <laughs> but uh <laughs> Anyway, short story long, the river is really is my happy place. I, you know, that's where I go to feel at peace. And I cannot wait to be sharing that with other people again. Seth, this is on my this is on my bucket list is to go rafting with you. You should. 
yeah, come along anytime. Okay, well, thanks for talking to me about your love of rivers and kayaking and whitewater. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Well, and, uh, uh, for anybody who's listening, uh, go see the river. <laughs> <laughs>